Interior. Night. Recording studio. Two redheads begin pre-show warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Jack, write that you gargle your water or something. Jack gargles some water. And then put that we say, welcome to Script Shop. Who? Me or you? Mm-hmm. You say it. Welcome to Script Shop. N- no, but like, really, say it. Like, right now. Like, right now. Let's go for it. Welcome to Scrimshaw. No, Jack. Top. <laughs> Omaha. No, Jack. Welcome to Script Shop. Ugh. Hey, everybody. Happy New Year's. It's Jack. And it's Allison. Oh, my gosh. Stop yelling. It's, it was such a rough night last night. It's new. This is New Year's Day. It's our first show of the new year. Why is it rough? Last night was... You were there. Last night was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it was quite amazing. I uh, remember the elephant in the room. That f- the literal elephant the, that showed up. God, you're being, you're, you're, I, I can't tell you enough how I need you to take it down a notch. It's, you're, it's so loud. Jack! Oh Remember when you kissed somebody at midnight? I do. Kind of. It's 2020 now. It's been a whole, it, it feels like it's been a lifetime since 2019, but here we are. What'd you drink last I, night? I, I, you know, it wasn't really about that. It was just about how, the it, energy. how exciting everything was with everyone else. And what I'm a fun still time pregnant, we all had. so I drank water. I know. I, I got to abandon this bit just because uh, it's going to murder the levels Welcome to Script otherwise. Shop, everybody. Hi, folks. This is our podcast where we talk to screenwriters about their scripts. And we're always prepared. We're never drunk, just for the record. Correct. Um, we love talking to screenwriters about why they wrote what they wrote, what it means to them, and why they're the only people in the whole world who could have written or collaborated on writing something to give us the screenplay that we have right in front of us. It's a really fun thing that we like to do when we get to connect with people and you know get into the inner workings of where a story came from. Yeah, and their head, their heart, their emotions, their guts, their brains, their go. backstories and histories. Keep going. I was like, everything. I was waiting for other body parts to get worked into your yeah. list. Yeah, <laughs> their butts. <laughs> Especially their butts. Uh, our guests this week, we are lucky enough to have actual guests in studio. Biz Young and Caitlin Beal are here with us to talk about their script, Ghosting. That's right. They, uh, well, it's the ghosting of Elise Montgomery. Oh, I say I've never, I, I knew that the, the title sort of went through a bit of a, 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 shift. a flow, so yeah. I, I didn't know exactly which well, one Well, and also in casual conversation, we commonly refer to it as ghosting because yes. it is a very, a V-long title. The Ghosting of Elise Montgomery, uh-huh. a 12-page, I wrote, V, current, and unique take on the ghosts of Christmas past. Oh, and the yeah, the ghosts of relationships past. Relationships past, for sure. Yeah, but I want to, you know, there's a lot we're going to talk about with this. Yes. It's very modern, very fresh, and super, super unique, so it's a fun story to take on, and we're excited to have them here in studio with us today. And this script also, this the, the, the genesis of this thing we're so excited about, because this played a big part in the way we kicked off this independent film festival this past year for 2019. <laughs> I'm just going to let the song play itself out. Oh, there we go. Yes, my headphones are shorter now that we're all scrunched in here. Got it. We did a contest uh, for the film festival this year where it was the opening night film competition, and we had people send in pitches for a short that they wanted to do. For the record, anybody can send in a pitch. This can be a filmmaker, yes. an, an artist. It could be a, a normal person. It could be an accountant. It could be my mom. It could be a normal person. It could be a normal person. <laughs> this competition is opening in April of 2020 on so Film Freeway. So we're, we're doing, doing it again. again. Yeah. Yep. And anybody can submit pitches to have their stories made into short films. Biz Young was the winner of the 2019 competition, went through this process, which is how we got this screenplay and ultimately the final film, which 
opened up Independent Film Festival 2019. And it was such a great experience. We worked with Drive Media House, which is a local Cincinnati area production company. It's a great group of people that work over there. They were on board with this idea. We shot like a little promo video for it. You uh, were in that it. That I loved You're doing. You're a star. I, well, I'm we're going to have to retweet that. Oh, God. Remember uh, when during this on set when you sang the whole... Uh, did the Harold Hill bit? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do that? For now? No. You should do it as the promo for the show is we can have you sing in the Harold Hill bit. We can talk about that later. Uh, but so I'm anyway, Biz, Biz gave us a great pitch. That was the winner. And then she worked with the Drive Media House people over the course of a few months uh, to have this be the thing that kicked off our big opening night of Sindependent 2019. And we should just get them on here to start talking about you're all right. this. You're right. We can do. We can just forego uh, the listeners, formalities. Listeners, thank you for listening. Submit your script, scriptshopshow.com. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon. Patreon. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Welcome, Biz and Caitlin, <laughs> to the show. Hello. We're so happy to have you guys here. Thank you. We are so excited to be here. Yes. Thank you. Um, I, we totally just went through the whole story. Oh, yeah, we, this. I, we ruined everything. Yeah. I thought it would be a good setup, but I was wrong. It wasn't. We just kept talking about it. <laughs> let's uh, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, what was it like for you submitting to this competition? Um, it was kind of a crazy process. I, I had this idea of a film that I wanted to do, and I was on the fence about whether or not I wanted to submit. It felt like it was something that might have been out of reach for okay. me. So I'm here to tell you it's not out of reach. You should submit. 2020 do it and um i threw together i think the submission process was basically like a three minute long video yeah pitch video pitch video Mm -hmm. so you didn't actually have to have everything fleshed out in that within that three minute long video you didn't have to have like the full script ready to go it's just a concept so i threw together this pitch concept passed it along and got an interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they started with, uh, they interviewed, I don't know how many people, four? I think really what we do is we um, we uh, we look at all the submissions. I send the top submissions to Drive Media House. They review and adjudicate down to three or four. And we had three come in for interviews this year. Dang. Yeah. yeah. This so past you interview this past this year. This past year. 2019. 2019. I got to get used to this. It's right. only January 1st after all. You're going to screw up so many checks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to write my name anymore. So, Biz, you came up with the pitch and sent the video and worth the selection. And then Caitlin, who we have here also, you guys both then collaborated on the script? It's true. Yeah. So, Biz was generous enough. So, Biz and I actually uh, used to work together. And we were creative collaborators in a very professional sense. And when Biz got the pitch, uh, yeah, she generously asked me if I could really just kind of come in and riff with her and just... Have a good time. And that's really what we did. Where'd you guys work together? Yeah. We worked at an organization called Design Impact, which is funny because it is a very serious organization. <laughs> uh, we work on really serious social justice issues. Uh, so, Like what? Um, oh, you know, just your light, homelessness, racial inequity. Mm-hmm. Um, things that are poverty. Things that are big topics in Cincinnati. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So... Um, but I think through it all, we have always, um, yeah, we have always done our work with lightness and joy and I don't know, we've just become best friends through, through working together. And so, yeah, I I think when Biz asked me if I could help write with her, I was really, really honored. And so, and now we're sitting here today. Yeah. Had either one of you, had you done screenwriting before? I have never written anything before 
Never. Not even an essay. But you are but you are a filmmaker. I am a filmmaker. I'd never done any sort of script writing or screenplay writing. One of the reasons why I wanted to pull in Caitlin is because she is probably the funniest person that I know. And she has a little bit of background, um, a little bit of background in writing, but some in comedy and she's just like a fabulous she's really good with words I'm not good with words she's really good with words (laughs) so I don't know you can talk about your own history but this was something that I had never done before I don't really have a ton of screenwriting experience I did used to make short films in high school this is news to me (laughs) oh yeah um yeah so i actually i started a film festival at my high school (gasps) what yes it's true (gasps) snaps for film festival (laughs) and it was very awkward because i started the film festival and then i won it Uh, (laughs) i mean listen you brought the best thing to the table that's not your fault (laughs) it's not my fault also because it was the first year there were only, like, what, four submissions. Oh, so, okay. You Still, know. there's a massive conflict of interest. <laughs> no, no, listen, listen, no, it's no, true. It, it, it's not her fault that she went to high school with hacks. That, that's, just, that's just the way it goes. She brought the best thing to the table, and that's it. She's the judge, the winner, the founder. <laughs> I but, can't help it. So even though maybe the necessarily the both of you didn't necessarily have a lot of screenwriting experience, you had the, the concept and were fleshing things out, and then uh, Motki Dapp uh, worked with – did he technically direct this then, or he helped you yeah. guys flesh it out in, to get it into script form? Yeah, Maki. So uh, Drive Media House has previously worked with Maki Dap before, mm-hmm. and when we had our first meeting after I had found out that I won, um, Chris Powers of Drive Media House was like, "Hey, we really, you know, do you want to direct?" And I was like, "No, that sounds terrifying," <laughs> um, because I do a lot of my own filmmaking, but I'm a one woman show, so okay. I'm behind the camera, I'm editing, so I know how to how to make a film, but I don't know how to direct a crew. Yeah, mm. sure. And so he said. Great, I've got somebody in mind. Um, check out their stuff if you like them. We're going to call in Maki Dap to do this. So Maki was pulled in, and from the very beginning, we had a really open collaboration together to make this happen. Um, so he really pulled pulled it in for the screenwriting um, because he's done a lot of that before. Uh, so we, the three of us, kind of sat to, sat down together and collaborated and kind of co-wrote it together. But Maki really brought that expertise. Okay, well, let's talk about the story then, because yeah. if we're going to talk about writing it, and I want to get more into that, we've got to lay out some of the story. <laughs> so, um, Jack, do you want to give us a laydown of what happens here? Well, I mean, you know, if you want me to give sort of a summary pitch, like what Biz had to do to get this thing made in the first place to win the competition, it, it, the ghosting of Elise Montgomery is the idea of this character named Elise, who is dealing with ghosts of people in her past, people whom she has ghosted. We, we've all been involved in conversations or had relationships with with people where eh, maybe not into continuing this conversation, especially like if you're texting with somebody and you're just like, eh, okay, I don't need to respond. And then days go by and then like all of a sudden you're like, well, that conversation's over with. And That's you, dead. You've ghosted on them. <laughs> yep. Everybody does it. It didn't necessarily maybe have a name like it does now, but abandoning a social relationship is not no. new in terms of like humanity goes. We're, right. Cavemen were ghosting each other. They just didn't know what it was. Were they though? I think probably, yeah. Just mm. walking out. Me not want talk him. Me hate you. Me go somewhere. No, you can't. Me that, turn myself yeah, you just, off. You just you hop on a Tyrannosaurus Rex and ride to a different part that's of town. Right. Yeah, you're out of there. Yeah, you're done. 
Uh, so th- this idea that because of all these people that this Elise character has ghosted, she's it's coming back on her. And these ghosts of people that she used to have a relationship with are now literally popping up. Yeah. And they're all dead. And they're all like, why did you give up on us? Because they're looking for resolution in their life. Yeah. They want to know why this conversation. D- right. They want to know why <laughs> this conversation died so they can cross over. Yeah. And be done with it. All. I love it. And she's being having to deal with all these awful relationships that she had before and explain to these maybe not so great people why she didn't want to keep talking to them anymore this is going to bring us to the main question of the whole interview which is who have you ghosted yeah. so hard that you had to make a movie about yeah. it <laughs> are you the ghoster or are you the, the ghosty? i've actually never ghosted anyone yep. before Me intentionally neither, intentionally oh, wait i'm coming oh. Oh. This is jimmy sipowitz from fifth grade and you ghosted me in gym class i don't know i never got your note you yeah. dropped in my locker i sent you a note that said do you like me circle yes or no i feel like with with that uh, like that effect you just kind of sound more like jimmy stewart it's bad yes it's not great i didn't put a lot of thought into it ahead of time caitlin thank you very much for pointing that out to everyone it's not a good bit and we're going to keep it in now because i feel terrible about it i think one of the reasons why i really wanted to make a story about ghosting was because i'd had so many friends just be dropped like Mm -hmm. on a dime and it's kind of a frustrating yeah it's it's really hurtful it's kind of frustrating but there's some humor to be had in it. And then there's the flip side where like, I also have all of these friends who talk about the crazy things that people have done. And they're like, yeah, I'm not talking to them again. And I'm like, as you should not like maybe just walk away. Is it specifically in the context of like dating or just like friendship and relationships in general? I feel like when you talk about ghosting, the primary thought is that it's dating. Mm -hmm. It's there's some sort of romance involved. Um, However, you can definitely be ghosted by a friend. And I think I, I find that more painful. Mm, personally. Yes. Right? Don't yes. You? I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I haven't. Whatever. That's bad. <laughs> anyway, wow. I was just thinking I haven't dated in a long time. So it's yeah, like you're married with children. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yes, I know. That's why I was like friendships would be friendships would be so much harder to take, you know. Um, well, so this was just playing around in your mind, the whole idea of ghosting and kind of the current age and how people are treating each other and whatnot. And you were like, I got to make a movie about this. Well, I actually read about the contest first mm-hmm. and then thought, well, what, what, what is my movie going to be about? Mm. So I think it was, it was kind of working backwards a bit. I think a lot of people probably have ideas already stored mm-hmm. and this was maybe something that had been mulling around, but it really fit into the contest mm-hmm. uh, in some ways because it was easy to convey. I hadn't thought about it too much, so I wasn't married to it. Um, and it's good visually. The, the yeah, way the, way the product came funny. out with, with ghosts of people like disappearing and yeah. funny little interactions that Elise has with these ghosts of her past. Like it all plays out really well on the screen. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I will say this, though. Biz also, I think, pulled a very millennial move to come up with a lot of the ideas which is funny because this whole concept of the film is very millennial Mm -hmm. which is she crowdsourced a lot of the ideas and a lot of the inspiration on facebook oh that's right you hipster you hipster (laughs) so yeah in terms of the specifics you put a post online and said hey what are some ways that you've been ghosted right yes and that helped shape other parts of the script and i just want to let you know everyone it got more attention than anything i've ever posted in 2019 wow 
Yeah. Are you internet famous now? So internet. Famous. <laughs> no, it probably had like 200 comments. Oh my god! And people were interacting, and people were like, "Why?" You know, talking about why somebody would do that, and it was it was just like endless, and it, it was it's a amazing good conversation fodder. Starter. Yeah. Amazing fodder. That's awesome. So then you you two and Maki show up for a brainstorm session, and what happens in that? Well. Also, show up is a little generous. Mm-hmm. We showed up through the internet. Yep. Because okay. More millennialism. Place over the internet. Yes. Yeah. Everything about this is very internet savvy. But yeah, so we actually did a, a Skype, Google mm-hmm. Hangout call. And yeah, Biz already, she's a very prepared person. She had already done her homework, already had a list of ideas. And I think we started riffing. That's where we started the riffing. Mm-hmm. And also, with bourbon. Mm. There, bourbon, that was there. Was Very smart. <laughs> yeah. We did share a drink, but it was definitely through the internet. Um, and then through the course of that, were you guys able to make the screenplay take shape in that first session, or did it take a couple of brainstorms before it came out? It definitely took a, a little bit. I think what was so cool about Maki is that he he knew he was working with people who this was kind of our first time dipping our toes into the screenplay side of of making a film. And so we sat down, we talked through ideas, we kind of wrote a huge long list and passed it off to Maki, and Maki actually drafted the first form of the screenplay, mm-hmm. um, gave it back to Caitlin and I, we sat on it for about a week and basically just like redlined all the stuff we wanted to mm-hmm. change and all the stuff that we felt like needed to be different in order for this vision that we had had kind of to come to life. Yeah. Um, and then we did maybe one more round of that. And then there was like a final like okay tweak like very last time know, to like, go yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to do it this. it was it it had to go super fast mm-hmm. so we were able to collaborate really well together mm-hmm. but um and like there were multiple rounds of it but yeah it was all in the span of like what a few weeks or something yeah and less I, I don't know I would say that what we came with uh, is we came with some ideas for characters so we had all the characters fully formed. Um, I'm trying to think. We had some dialogue. We had some dialogue. We definitely had a lot of the, like, the riffing that we do, that was on paper. But I think what we didn't have is, you know, the glue. We didn't have, like, the vision of how does somebody actually move throughout the room? How do these transitions happen? So I think Maki, with all of his experience, I think was able to fill in a lot of the gaps for us. Kind of the formatting and whatnot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was really interesting because... I think Biz and I have a lot of really similar writing styles and we have a very similar creative process. So it was a really interesting exercise in seeing how another person collaborates, how another person thinks. Um, yeah, it was a really, it was really cool. It was really cool to work with him. Mm-hmm. Do you want to jump into reading the screenplay? Yeah, because we're because we're going to do the first couple of pages, so you really get to get a taste of the way yeah, this thing starts and uh, and how <laughs> it, it's fun to know where it goes from here. And we can definitely get into that, but I would love to get into how this thing starts. Uh, yes. So, listeners, we have a special treat today. Um, Caitlin is going to be reading the, for the lead character of Elise. And uh, Jack is going to be playing a character named Todd, who is in, irre- insignificant at best in the story. Yeah, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting typecast over here. <laughs> and then I'm going to be doing all the action headings because they're super, super fun. So, listeners, if you are following along, we're going to take this from the top of page one. From the top. And, uh, oh, I guess I should tell myself, Allison, whenever you're ready, take it away. Oh, my gosh. Allison, whenever you're ready, take it away. Interior, kitchen, dusk. Elise Guest, a 20-something woman wearing somewhat hip work clothes, enters a beautiful kitchen that clearly does not belong to her. 
She walks to the fridge where a cutesy post-it note tells her, make yourself at home. Call us if you need anything. Heart, mom. Her phone buzzes. She pulls it out and looks at it. It's another text from Jamal. She scrolls with her thumb to reveal Jamal has sent her 15 texts and she has yet to reply. She shakes her head and closes her messages before immediately scrolling through Instagram as she walks toward the living room. Interior living room. Desk continuous. As she rounds the corner into the living room, there's a ghost named Todd standing there checking out the place. How do we know he's a ghost? Great question. Elise slows down to a stop and slowly looks up from her phone. She sees Todd. He doesn't look so hot. You know, because he's dead. She takes three quick steps backwards. She squints to get a look at him, like she's having trouble actually seeing him. What is this? How the hell did you get in here? I'm calling the cops. Elise starts to make the call. It's it's Todd. I know who you are, Todd. Why are you here? I don't really know. I was trying to cross over, but I can't. I, I think I'm stuck. Cross over? Here, I'll order you a lift. No, cross over to the other side. Elise, I'm dead. What? What happened? She points to some red on his shirt. Oh my God, is that blood? Todd looks down. He wipes the red from his shirt and puts it in his mouth. Ah, ketchup. Elise is trying to process. Todd is a tad embarrassed. (sighs) I kind of choked on a hot dog while watching a hot dog eating contest. They make it look so easy. What? Why are you here, Todd, at my parents' house? Why? Well, maybe I have unfinished business. No, I don't know. I mean, we clearly hit it off at the bar after that special screening of Thelma and Louise. What, a couple of goddesses, right? But then you must have lost my number. We had something special. We had one drink, and I regretted it instantly. What? Yeah, you kept referring to the Me Too movement as Pound Me Too. It's hashtag. I know what a pound symbol looks like, Elise. Todd, you kept squeezing my knee while trying to show me pics of you at the Women's March and then went into explicit detail about how you cheated on your ex, but only because she was crazy. Or, I'm going to, or, just because we're reading the screenplay. Alternate lines. There's a screen note in here that we have alternate lines. (laughs) You went on and on about how you volunteer at a women's clinic, but you kept bringing up female anatomy and would only refer to vaginas as wizard sleeves. I don't get what that has to do with... Todd suddenly gets it. Oh. Todd disappears. A gust of wind hits her face and blows her hair. Elise is clearly freaked out. She looks all around. And see. And see. Yay. Gosh, wow. <laughs> Did that show up in the movie exactly as it's written here, do you think? It's a little different. Oh, is this a question for the mic? Yeah, we're back on. <laughs> um, it did. That basically is exactly how, <clears throat> excuse me, basically um, that first part is exactly how it shows up in the film. There's another scene or before Todd disappears, there's a moment where he says, I know what a pound symbol looks like, Elise, which I find very funny. Mm-hmm. That was one that we added last minute. Mm-hmm. Was it just like uh, the actor made that up or somebody on set thought that was really funny and ad-libbed it in? Or I think it was the night before yeah. that I was like, we need to, like, what if he just says something even more condescending? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, well, what could it be? And it's him being like, 
no, I know what a pound symbol looks like, Elise. <laughs> like. But my favorite, my actually, my favorite thing about these particular jokes, um, a lot of my favorite jokes Caitlin wrote. Um, however, this particular one was something that we actually heard. Both Caitlin and I were in the room when someone said it. So oh it's my real. God. So this is a real conversation. This is a real joke. Yeah. Or like they wasn't. They weren't trying to make a joke. I'll put yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah. They were right. they were serious, and it was a very uncomfortable moment. Was it for an accident, involved. or was this something that somebody? You I said think that they were older, yeah, and they and this they truly didn't about, understand. This is specifically about the pound. The pound. Me too. The pound this isn't me like too. somebody choking on a hot dog. No, this is the conversation. I'm sorry. Nobody died in the making of this film. <laughs> okay, good. No, I think it, I think when you're older, you don't understand that a pound symbol is a hashtag. Yeah, and so I think it was like a generational joke thing. Yeah, but yeah. did you guys just I like a? Too the bad, eyes got yeah. really big and he choked. Oh, no. <laughs> For the record, I did watch the 2019 hot dog eating contest on mm-hmm. 4th of July. It was so gross, I almost threw up. Oh. Yeah. Because yeah, they just put so many hot dogs in their mouths. Yeah. And they dip it in water. I know. Yeah, I, I actually was early stages pregnant without knowing. And so I'm watching this thing being like, <laughs> nope. That's not, I can't watch this anymore and walking away having no idea that I was pregnant. But that's, you know, that's just an addendum story for you script shop listeners and friends here in the studio. I also want to say, as funny as this character is, the actor who actually played this character was phenomenal, like fucking phenomenal. Yeah. He was so funny. Uh-huh. And when we saw him, um, like, audition, we were like, that has to be Todd. Oh, man. That's the Todd. Yeah. So this interaction that Elise has with Todd where this ghost comes back and he finds out why their conversation ended so it was a way for him to like, you know, free up and cross over. And then there's other interactions that she has in the house as the evening goes on. There's Aquamarine Top who shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, uh, what is it, Tiger. Tiger. Uh, and then there's another guy. There's Ralph. There's, I mean, is there five ghosts that we get? Five. Sam. And I think that, the, I thought that there was one more too, but maybe not. Five. We'll go with you. We'll go with you saying five. Aquamarine Top is great because that's that's not her real name, obviously, but that's how she's recorded in the phone because it's clearly somebody that this Elise character didn't really remember. But okay, Aquamarine Top. Now I know who this person is, and like the idea that that's another character is. I, I think that's great that that's her name, and she like it gets addressed in their conversation. Yeah, that character is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, that's actually taken from real life. There are people in my phone that are in as like climber dude. Like somebody that I met at a climbing gym or yeah. tall dude with hat. So like that's, I mean, have has everybody, do, is this like a common thing that everybody does? I usually put people's workplaces behind their names. Yeah. Like, uh, especially if you start a new job and I'm adding, you know, I, biz, friend, yeah. shop friend. Oh, thanks. <laughs> like a lot of times if I've got somebody, like I'll, if I met them through someone else, I'll oh, put yeah. that someone else's name in parentheses next to their name in my contacts just so I know maybe what the connection is there i actually love taking selfies with people when i'm getting their f- contact information mm-hmm. and then i just immediately add that to their phone stuff so smart i like it because then you see their face so how do you decide in the course of the script what sort of people slash ghosts that elise is going to interact with obviously the there was a bit of a real life thing with the with the pound me too stuff but then so todd dies of a hot dog you got aquamarine top you got tiger who uh, was like on this like what sort of a crunchy granola bad kombucha sort of thing is Wait, that what happened to her no, she slipped on a Slurpee in Walmart. Right, which yeah. is an ironic way for the her blue, to go because she was living this lifestyle. Lady. Yeah, Somebody who jumped out of a parachute. Mm-hmm. How did you choose these ghosts yeah. specifically? Well, I think that there are two parts. And so I think that it this also represents, I think, our sort of collaborative writing process. So 
Maki was really passionate about designing the deaths of each person. So he kind of went to town on that. Um, and I think for us, um, because we have had so many interesting interactions with people, it was very easy for us to choose these sort of different stereotypes, stereotypes mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, yeah, so for instance, caricature. yeah, caricature, yeah. So Todd, for instance, like we already knew was like, I'm sorry if anybody here is a CrossFit person, but we were like, oh, Todd is like CrossFit bro. Mm-hmm. Like, um, fake, he was feminist bro. But yeah, fake feminist bro. I yeah, sorry. For some reason, I they're synonymous in my mind. <laughs> like, like in my mind, it's like a CrossFit dude that, like, um, I feel like I'm going to get too eerily specific. But like, <laughs> has a top knot and like maybe has a lot of tattoos. Even like, but yeah. Anyway, but this, also, but also like a vagina pin. You know, yeah. Like he like really think or like a feminist. Like he wears a shirt in the film that says. Um, uh, the future is female. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. he really thinks he's a feminist, but he's very woke. Yeah. Woke bro. Woke bro. That's what woke. It is. Yeah, I woke think. Bro. Yeah, actually, we referred to him for a long time as woke bro. Yeah, I wondered if these because um, I'm I'm curious about the characterization of Elise and how yeah. you guys really developed her character, and in conjunction with that, if the ghost needed to play off of her personality specifically, or if it was that the ghosts were kind of their own beings that you guys had fun with and really threw into the screenplay. That's interesting. I think, I don't know, Biz, would you say that Elise is kind of the representation of, like, I mean, it's us. I mean, I, it's definitely our voices in there, but mm-hmm. it, it feels a lot like she's she's every woman. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, Frank's freaking out about copyright infringement right now. <laughs> I didn't do more than 30 seconds. <laughs> um, That's my loophole from now on. Okay. I, I don't know. I think that... To be honest, I mean, maybe it's because Biz made it super easy. I wasn't thinking too much about Elise, like, because, again, because it, there was so much of us in her. Ooh, that sounded bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys influence her development. You know, yeah. the language she's using and how she's responding to these characters is super specific. She's her own woke bro in her way. Yeah. You know, she's her. she's the modern woman here yes dealing with these people that she's chosen not to interact with which brings up these themes of how we treat each other nowadays which yeah. and also by the way it's 100 percent okay for her to not want to continue any sort of conversation or relationship with any of these people right i mean maybe it's about how you communicate it to them maybe she didn't do it in the best way but which we talk about later in the script yeah you're allowed to not want to talk to somebody anymore yeah. right but i think that we i think that there is some there is something very not cool about not confronting things yeah. in an adult mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I think that I think that we did want to make sure that there was an element of everybody could see themselves in Elise. Like mm-hmm. everybody has put off a thing that they didn't really want to talk about. Um, but I think that it was also really important when we wrote this character and how she went about the film that she was also – likable mm-hmm. um and i think likable in a way i think biz brought up a really good point in the first draft of the film she was much more insufferable i think she was much more of your classic i don't know how you describe her like a that train wreck woman that you see in films oftentimes where i biz just pointed out she was like i don't really care about this person mm-hmm. um i don't really care if you know 
these these people end up haunting her because she deserves it. So like why would we why would we care if she is I don't know, exercising all of these demons, mm-hmm. if you will. Mm-hmm. So I think that we actually had to really do some work and honestly do a little bit of soul searching ourselves to really understand you know, how do we how do we really make peace with Elise? What do you mean soul searching? Well, I think I I think that hmm how do I say this when we when we decided to write this character I think we really wanted to make sure that one she was a strong character you know that she was a character that you wanted to fight for but we also wanted to make her very human and make her very she has her flaws yeah she has her flaws I was gonna say she has her fuck ups yeah there you go but and so. So I think, but I think we had to really think really hard about how do we portray that in a way that it doesn't just feel like just desserts when she's mm-hmm. haunted, um, and how I don't know. It's almost like when she finally gets her last ghosting, her last haunting. Yeah. How do we make sure that she she seals the deal? I guess in a way that I don't know. She's learned from it. And that grown. she's really learned from it. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. you know I think. For us, we had to also think about like what that means if we had to be confronted well, with our own past. Your past. own ghost. <laughs> yes. Well, I love that Elise is flawed in this. She is a flawed character. She has this whole interaction with Sam, a, f- a former boyfriend, yeah. mm-hmm. who she just up and left after what seemed like a very long and full relationship. One where people start becoming the other person and one day they both get up and they're wearing the same outfits <laughs> and they don't even understand how that happens. Not speaking from, definitely speaking from experience. Uh, yeah, it's getting really specific. <laughs> so we, the story within the story here, of course, is that Elise in the beginning is ignoring all of these texts from Jamal. She goes through this ghosting process. She has to confront a real ghost that she thinks she can just wipe off by continuing to avoid her problems. She cannot. She deals with her ghost, Sam. He leaves. She leaves. And the next thing we know, she's back considering Jamal and what she should say to him instead of ghosting him. Instead of leaving this carnage of, you know, broken paths in -hmm. her past and starting to mend a few of them along the way. Yeah. Well, and in terms of building the story, too, I think it's good that you close with Sam because a lot of the times the other ghost that she's interacting with before you get to this real relationship that she had where she really maybe was more in the wrong than other times, a lot of these others... they kind of sucked. Smart- exactly. When I mean, when Smarmy Kyle shows up, she's like, "You were married," and boom, that's oh, it. Oh yeah, that's the one I was. And forgetting. did anyone notice he? Oh yeah, smart. Oh yeah, maybe that is like yeah. an extra. I think I goes. thought there I was six. Yeah. yeah. Smarmy Kyle has um like a lipstick mark and a stab wound. So and a stab somebody, wound. Yeah, Perfect. someone caught him. They, yeah. ooh, um, <laughs> but I think I think one thing we wanted to do was make a comedy. Like yeah. Caitlin is funny. Maki's funny. Sometimes this I can be funny. funny. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and um, we wanted to really have fun with these things that happen in real life and blow them a little bit out of the water and create this kind of fantastical experience where she's confronting these people that you're like, okay, that has a semblance of somebody that I kind of know, but it's turned the volume is turned all the way up mm-hmm. on their caricature. So we wanted to have something that was really funny and we played a lot with these characters and we got them to say these really ridiculous things. And then with the last ghost, Sam, is kind of this this redemption moment where 
in all the previous people, yeah, you're like, okay, they're a total asshole. Of course she was yeah. going to leave. And it's and more about them figuring out what, oh, like, oh, I yes. get it now. Yeah. It's more about their kind of the ghost experience and figuring out what their thing was and then disappearing. Right. Whereas the second, this last time um, with Sam is more about her having that moment, that redemption moment. And um, confronting some of these things within herself that weren't very pretty, which we've all had to do. And before we go anywhere, I also want to say it's very important to note that this is all kind of on a light note. There are very obvious reasons why you would want to leave somebody if it was abusive or if there's Mm -hmm. stuff. So that stuff aside, the ghosting tends to be very we're trying to make it funny and light, Mm -hmm. but um, not trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff is very real, and that's also stuff we heard about, too, was people who were mm. like, oh, this person did something that was really not okay, and we're like, you should get to safety. So mm-hmm. everyone out there, make sure you're safe, and then if you're in a safe position, then we can tell you, try not to be an asshole, you know, mm-hmm. but feel free to be an asshole if you're unsafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice to throw in there. It's important. <laughs> Do you, I mean, so, so because there is such a, like, you know, an element of redemption and maybe trying to encourage people to do the right thing. It's not a straight up like end of an episode of G.I. Joe moral, you know, don't put your hand on the stove kind of thing. But like (laughs) the idea that she comes around at the end is like, okay, maybe I'm going to give I'm going to try to learn from this and text Jamal in the the, the solo film work that you've done. Is there an element of like, you know, trying to better ourselves or themes of, you know, redemption or doing the right thing? Does that often work its way into into your other work? Yeah, I think a lot of my other work. Uh, I do a lot of documentary work. Okay. And so most of the other work, this was actually the first film that I created that was fiction. Cool. Um, which was a really fun experience. New fun stuff, huh? Yeah, yes. welcome. Thank you. But I think, <laughs> I think I did learn a lot in the documentary work that I was creating because there, with documentary work, you're able to see, when I'm interviewing something, somebody, you're able to see these moments of realization within themselves mm-hmm. um, through reflection. And that's what we wanted to give Elise. We wanted to give her a moment of reflection mm-hmm. because she was clearly before she's ghosted in any, in every and any of these moments that she's met with these people. She doesn't have that reflection. She just pieces out and doesn't deal with it. And so with this scenario, giving her Sam, giving her that moment of reflection because things have been go, go, go. And you'll notice in the film, the pace picks up, the music picks up. It gets really fast. Mm-hmm. She's yelling and pointing and people are disappearing um, and then you have this like total slowdown moment mm-hmm. and, yeah. and that movie actually ends in kind of a somber place, which was really, different. she's out on the lake yeah, or she's standing next to the water with their phone looking the out. Music is sad. Yeah. And we actually struggled with that. Remember? Like we couldn't decide. Actually, I think the, the end was like kind of the last thing that we wrote. Yeah. Cause we couldn't decide if it was going to be funny, if it was going to be somber, if it was going to be serious, yeah, what was really going to happen? So that, I mean, we really kind of let that moment emerge as we were writing it. So how did you get to it? It was a lot of trial and error. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we ultimately ended there because it felt what was it felt like what was right mm-hmm. for uh, the script that we had kind of co-written. I think that there, within that script, there are a thousand other scripts that we wanted to write and could have written. But... Um, this was kind of what came out of the three of us in a room together. Mm-hmm. And we ended up just being like, hey, that sounds really good. Let's just mm-hmm. go with it. This is actually important here. Yeah. yeah. It's a breath. It's a way to pause and think about this. We do throw in one last joke. Which one? Which one? 
um, as Sam is leaving, he turns around and turns to Elise. She's just kind of told him, like, why she doesn't, why she ghosted him. Yeah. But also says that she's sorry. And he turns around and goes, hey, Elise. And you're like, oh, my God. He's going to ask her, like, you know, some really important, pivotal question. And he goes, hey, do you have that um, old ceramic cat that I used to have? And, um, oh, no, sorry. It's she the other way asked, around. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm totally lying. So she asks him as he's walking away. He turns around and she goes, hey, do you have that thing that I gave you? And every, like, it's just like the tension just drops. It and does. It's really funny. Yeah. And he's like, no, I threw that in the garbage can. And, um, you know, mm, peace. Away. Yeah. I'm going to my afterlife. <laughs> I think tonally it really works as far as like it being really sort of fun and maybe even a little bit manic at first. And then it doesn't feel like forced the way that the tone sort of shifts into like, okay, let's take those moments and now really focus on something that's kind of important and like using funny things to introduce you know, maybe a, a maybe more serious moment of growth or whatever. I think tonally, I think it really works. And being able to make that sort of journey emotionally in a short like that, I think that that takes a really deft amount of writing and, and, and screenwriting talent. I think that was really great what you guys did. Yeah. Damn, thank you. <laughs> you said you've been bit by the bug and you want to make more narrative work? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have like this little thing on my phone, on my Keep app, I think is what it's called. And I... Bring it up, and I just write out ideas, concepts. Cool. Like every other week. It's That's like, awesome. Oh, I want to make this film. I want to make. I've got too many. Someone give me money. <laughs> like, <laughs> Welcome to Script Shop. <laughs> give us money. <laughs> is, are, is there is there a sequel in the works where Elise is the one who's been ghosted, and she's now got to reestablish connections with other people? And she dies. <laughs> she's clawing her way back. She decides to go for an evening swim and gets eaten by an alligator. Safe. <laughs> Allison's going to want a co-writing credit on this. I just want to be like a PA or something like that. That's fine. I like the idea, though, of Elise being like a ghostbuster, basically. Where she <laughs> She's been changed by all yeah, of this. That she basically, maybe maybe she becomes some sort of self-help guru where... I love it. She can she can get other people to confront their, their own ghosts. Yeah. See, there we go. This is where we're, we're starting the... The, 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 the canon. The, the the biz young Caitlin Beale cinematic universe. This is how it all starts right here. Put it in the key pap. <laughs> um, well, what what happened with the short film? You guys sent it to some film festivals as part of the portfolio now. Um, you're moving forward into the future. What are you guys working on right now or in the future, whether it's film related or otherwise? Mm. Um, I've been doing a couple documentary work in the, what would you call it? Like the outdoor industry. I, I'm a rock climber, so I do a lot of, climbing films um i also have a series that i run called bomb ass babes so www.bombassbabe.com you should check it out mm-hmm. that's the documentary stuff but i think what i'm trying to do is kind of position myself to follow more of this path into filmmaking whether that's documentary work or you know working on set somewhere i really love doing camera work um what this opportunity provided me was an amazing behind the scenes look um, and not only that, because I think you can get a behind-the-scenes look at, you know, running PA or um, doing a, a small job on set. But I think really being involved in every part of the process was so important for my growth, but also my confidence. And I think before, you know, when Drive Media House asked me if I could direct, if I could write a screenplay, I was like, hell no. And I'm not saying I'm a Maki Dap, but now I feel way more confident that I can do something like this again and kind of run 
maybe run like a very small crew. But I can definitely write another screenplay. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. I love yeah, this. Yeah, isn't it cool? It, growth and, and, and trying something new and learning. And uh, this is, mm, I love stuff like that. Syndependent is all about. That's right. Caitlin, what about you? What are you working on right now? Be it film or otherwise. What's that look to Bismine? That that hard. She's looking like if she's going to decide what she's really going to tell us or not. Well, no, I feel a little embarrassed, but so I've admitted that this is my first screenplay, and mm-hmm. I really, really like writing. Um, and I write a lot in my free time, uh, and I write a lot professionally. But uh, and I, I think I've realized that. So I think Biz mentioned I used to do stand up, and I don't miss that at all um i'll probably never return to it but i do really love writing jokes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so what this has really i think shown me is that i really really enjoy writing jokes and um writing screenplays um but i don't know where that's gonna take me yet so i i don't i'm not actually sure how to plug into that Mm -hmm. other than you know giving it the old college try and going out and doing it. So I think that, yeah, Biz and I have talked a lot about collaborating, but I don't know. In general, if you know of other opportunities to write screenplays, HMU. (laughs) (laughs) So if somebody did want to get in touch with you about your work or involving you, there are many writers who have been on this show who are in similar places as you, and we love keeping everybody connected. What's the best way that somebody could get in touch with either one of you? I'm a fan of email. Or snail mail, but maybe I'm not going to give you my address. Yeah, don't on like do day that. One. Yeah, not going to do that. Um, <laughs> if you go to if you if you hit me up at Gmail, I'm Biz G Young B I Z G Y O U N G at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. I would also say email works. Uh, Carrier pigeon or Saint Bernard. Um, as long so as they got the whiskey mm-hmm. in the barrel. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Actually, only if there's whiskey in the barrel. Obviously. Um, no, but I would say email, which is just Caitlin.beal at gmail.com. Or I'm actually fine with Instagram. Insta, throw it out. Yeah, Instagram at Caitlin Beal. And that's spelled, so just, just so people know, Beal is spelled B E H L E. Yes. And Caitlin, too. Oh, yeah, and Caitlin. C A I T L I N, which, funny story. Um, so you can't tell, but I'm Asian. Uh, <laughs> unless you saw like photo that you of me. You can't tell. We can tell. Well, uh, oh, yeah. Okay, no, on. it's pretty obvious anyone that can see me, but for those of you who can't see me, I'm Asian. And it's just funny because <laughs> one time somebody saw my name written out and they said, Oh, is it Kaylin? And I'm like, oh what? no, no, you don't have to Asianify it. Oh man, yeah. So anyway, oh, so that actually is like pretty good. That's, That's hilarious. Also pretty illuminating, actually, of Ugh. like what our writing process is. It's just taking things that are so tragic in real life and turning them into jokes. Yeah. Because on screen, it's funny. <laughs> on screen, it's funny. In real life, it's sad. Yeah. <laughs> this is also Kaylin and I have talked about making some really great kind of social justice content about our experiences as women, but also her experience as a minority. And we, I think we would be really great together. We need to do that. That sounds like a good idea. I mean, also because it's cheaper than therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not as effective. 
Just throwing that out there for everybody who needs real therapy. Oh, it's true. I do both. So seriously. There you go. Therapy. Props to therapy. But I hope that you guys do because we would love to see everything that comes out of you. If this was the start, it is phenomenal. Yeah. And we're excited to see what else there is to come. So thank you for taking time on the show tonight to talk about this piece and share your friendship with us because I love friendships. They Woo! make the world go round. <laughs> No, seriously, that's great, folks. If you're out there listening and you're looking for, you know, some upcoming talent in the the Midwest, in the Cincinnati area, you could do a lot worse than than Biz and Caitlin here. And uh, you know, we've got so many people on the show that are looking to to make something of a career and build some things up, and even just interacting with each other is that's a form of uh, building and moving on. And I think it's uh, really great, and we're so happy that you guys came in. So, listeners, if you want to stay connected and network with all the great writers that we've had on the show, you can friend us. Find you can find us, friend us, follow us Ugh. on Facebook. <laughs> you, you're fine. Just keep going. You're fine. You don't. Uh, I'm sorry. Need I'm sorry. You're right. That was that was wrong uh. of me. You're right. <laughs> you can find us, friend us, <laughs> mm-hmm. and follow us there you go. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we love having the conversations with you about all the cool things we get to talk about on the show and all the great stories our writers bring to the table. Also, if you've written something, maybe as part of a contest, or maybe you just got some story in you that you've written down, whether it's about ghosting or otherwise, uh, we would love for you to send it in to us. And you can do that by going on to scriptshopshow.com slash submit, or we're also taking submissions now on... Beep, beep. Yeah. Herbie the Love Bug? Yeah. What are you doing? Is that the Batmobile? What's yeah. happening? Did the Hindenburg just crash? Oh, I'm sorry. Film Freeway. That was the sound of cars. We're taking your submissions on filmfreeway.com. Uh, you can do that as well. That's an internet thing. It's not a car thing. Oh, man. If you're stuck in a drive through somewhere, you're not going to be able to like hand your script to the person through the window and be like, yeah, just get this to Jack and Allison. Just hashtag fine. hot burrito here. <laughs> <laughs> like, throw, throw this in with my bag of hot burritos. Thing, by the way, I've heard this many times. Oh, what is it, you may yes. ask? The- so one day. <laughs> this is a little script shop history here. We were trying to figure out because there are times where we just get an overwhelming amount of screenplays. And we were trying to figure out what we could say to help people get their work through the pipeline a little bit faster, especially if they're listeners of the show. And so I was thinking this on my way here, and for whatever reason, Jack brought up, does God, what's your microwave? We had had the existential conversation of, is God so powerful that he could nuke a burrito to the point where even he couldn't eat it? And as soon as this came up, I was like, yes! Yes! The phrase that pays is hashtag hot burritos. Or pound hot burrito, depending on who you are. Where if anybody who's submitting, whether it's by email and they use it in there, or uh, my brother once sent his wedding ceremony to me with the hashtag hot burrito in the subject line because he listens to the show. And I was like, I love you so much, brother. (laughs) Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I don't know, however things get to us. Yeah, just it's a way of letting us know that you listen to the show and then we'll put your scripts up to the front for consideration. I love it. It's very cool. So that's where that comes from. Folks, thanks so much for listening. We, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. Uh, again, find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we're on all those things. I'm at Script Shop Jack. I'm at your bestie Westy. Uh, we love it, guys. Thanks so much. And until next week, that's a wrap. Script Shop was created by Allison West. Hosted by Allison West and Jack Crumley. Produced by Frank Steele. Thanks to iHeartMedia Cincinnati for use of their studio. Intro music, Retro Soul by bensound.com. Outro music by purple-planet.com. Special thanks to all our guests. Thanks for listening.